Hello and welcome to On Point, a podcast series of fresh thinking on the big topics for corporates and institutions. I'm Giles Gale, Head of European Rate Strategy at NatWest Markets, and today I'm joined by my colleague Imogen Bacher, and we're going to talk about the development of the ESG bond market, um, and in particular, the role that the European institutions are taking in that. Now, I think there are two main sides to this discussion from our point of view. The first is the role of the European Commission, and the second is that of the ECB. So let's start straight away with the Commission. Um, and first of all, there's a bit of an open question about what a green bond really is at the moment, isn't there? Exactly. The, the, rule of, the role of the uh, European Commission, first and foremost, is really has to be about building the confidence and the transparency that this market needs to grow back. So they're currently in the process of defining the EU taxonomy for sustainable activity and the EU green bond standards, which taken together should help to guard against greenwashing and, and give people confidence in, in the assets that they're buying but also importantly help to unlock uh, ECB activity. So we think that, um, you know, at the ECB level, they are waiting for both the taxonomy and, and the green bond standards to be in place before they really get involved in, in the green bond market. But the EC, uh, the commission, I should say, um, you know, what you've just been talking about really is a sort of bread and butter traditional role of um, finding con- consensus and setting rules in order to help develop markets. But at the moment, they've got um, quite a lot more muscle at their disposal, don't they? Exactly, they do. And, and that's because of this 750 billion euros that it will be distributing through the, the um, various schemes that, that sit in the, the next generation EU recovery initiative. Um, that itself will have a, a clear green emphasis. There'll be specific targets within the recovery fund and, and also specific funds themselves that are targeted at the green transition. Um, but they'll also have committed to 30% of that 750 billion euros um, that needs to be financed on the bond markets over the next five years to be funded via green bonds with, with the proceeds of those being put towards green investments. So they're very much uh, making it happen themselves as well. Um, but it's the ECB that we spend most of our time as bond strategists thinking about because it's the, seri- the institution with the serious power, uh, firepower. And anyone who watches the ECB a little bit um, will know that we have a new president, Christine Lagarde, and that we are in the midst of a strategy review. And naturally, uh, amongst the other things that they're, they're thinking about is how they can find ways to support the other objectives that the EU uh, was set up originally to pursue. And uh, with a little bit of apology, not too much, I'm just going to set the scene by um, just reading you from the articles um, that set up the, the ECB in the first place, just because I think that the... Uh, the, the wiggle room is something which is often underappreciated. So um, Article 127 of the treaty says that the ECB shall support the general economic policies of the Union with a view to contributing to the achievement of the objectives of the Union as laid down in Article 3. And Article 3 says that the Union shall work for the sustainable development of Europe based on balanced economic growth and price stability. We know all about price stability, of course. Um, aiming at full employment and social progress and a high level of protection and improvement for the quality of the environment. So the 
the room for manoeuvre clearly is there, um, in spite of this perception that the um, the ECB uh, kind of slavishly uh, pursues price stability and in uh, and, and its inflation target. So. Um, and we also know that Christine Lagarde, from the very start, uh, has sounded very open about doing more to lend uh, the ECB's considerable weight to the green agenda. Um, so what can we say there? Yeah, that's right, Giles. I mean, Lagarde has made very clear, particularly so in recent weeks, that climate change initiatives will be at the top of the ECB's agenda. Um, I think the aim of the ECB needs to be to encourage the growth of the green bond market in such a way that it lowers the cost of, of financing for green investments. Um, and therefore, you know, first and foremost, buying green bonds is a very obvious way for them to support this initiative. And they've, uh, I guess one of the things that they've, we've seen them be doing already has uh, been to try to sweep away um, artificial impediments to them uh, doing more in this market. Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, a second obvious change that, that's really a no-brainer for the ECB would be to be flexible around the rules um, for the CFTP and PFTP, their bond-buying programs, to ensure that they don't exclude any emerging green standards. Um, we saw that a couple of weeks ago when they um, announced that uh, bonds with the sustainably linked step-up coupon will actually be eligible for, for QE purchases, um, whereas before they wouldn't have been. So I, I think the ECB will be quick to to adjust any rules to, to ensure that they don't exclude these, these emerging green standards. Okay, and so perhaps before getting into more details about the uh, the more wild and wonderful possibilities of, um, of ECB involvement, we should just uh, be clear about what we think, um, as a base case, the ECB's involvement in this market is going to look like. Yeah, so we definitely think that as the green bond market grows, the ECB's uh, investments in green bonds will increase, um, but we don't think that they're likely to go beyond the rule of market neutrality, i.e. we don't see them overweighting green bonds in their QE purchases, um, largely at, um, A, the risk of being seen as interfering with fiscal policy, uh, and B, the risk of, of crowding out other investors. You know, the green bond market is still small, uh, and the ECB needs to be very careful not to distort yields or, or reduce liquidity in those markets. Yeah, because I think all that's pretty important because um, from our discussions, it really does seem like people uh, are letting their imaginations run a little bit wild. I mean, now first of all, perhaps we should uh, we should ask the question, you know, can the ECB really take climate considerations um, into account to fundamentally change their reaction function? I think that's probably easier said than done for the ECB. You know, their own projections um, around output and inflation cover only a very short time horizon. Um, so incorporating the impact of climate change on output and inflation in their own projections will, will be quite difficult to do. And if they really wanted to do substantially more in terms of asset purchases in the ESG, um, you know, what are people talking about there? I think there's two main options here. You know, they could have either a separate program that has different issuer and issue limits. Um, again, that, that would be equivalent to overweighting green bonds. Or they could, um, instead of overweighting the bonds themselves, overweight green companies or um, companies that are uh, participating in a, a larger proportion of, of green activities. 
Um, but in both cases, I think they're at risk of, of doing things that potentially the government are supposed to do. Okay, and um, I suppose we, as uh, you know, recently, tend to get blinded by the uh, the asset purchase portion of, uh, of what the ECP is doing at the moment. But um, you know, traditionally, most of what it does is um, is about the transmission channel for monetary policy through banks. And you know, so, what what are we thinking about uh, the way that the ECB might modify its um, or you know, change the way that it tries to influence banks to be greener? The ECB lends money to banks um, against bonds that the banks provide as collateral. So it's possible that they can give preferential treatment to green bonds, for example, by uh, increasing the amount that they will lend against them. Um, Or they could offer to lend money more cheaply to banks that are committing to um, either increasing loans to green initiatives or banks themselves that have quite good green scores. Um, for example, via their targeted lending operations, which are um, often nicknamed TLTROs. Okay, well, um, so for those of you who subscribe to our research and strategy or have access to Agile Markets, I'll just highlight the issues that we have been talking through on the recording today are covered in more detail um, in a note there. And I hope that you have enjoyed this episode of On Point. Please do subscribe to our channel to get future episodes and like it, as this will help others to find it. We encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and social media channels, and we will speak to you again soon.